hello. These are your hosts, Grace and Kim. Hi. From the MISN CAP team, this podcast is under the Real Women's Forum and aims to serve and discuss themes on trust and relationships, sexual health, hygiene, racial issues, misogyny, among other things. One of those things is the addition of subjects that pertain to youth, and we have created a new section under our podcast named Adolescence with an X, where we will speak on topics that particularly relate to youth. Before we start, a small disclaimer, the Real Women's Forum podcast does not issue any medical advice. Instead, the podcast serves as a safe and brave space for women and other members of the community to discuss, voice common concerns, and share their experiences. We encourage you to visit MISN's website to seek information on specialized programs regarding health insurance, improving birth outcomes, and educating the teens on the risk of being sexually active. Today, we are here with Shayna from Doula for Moms as well as members of our Baby Cafe. And for our listeners who may not know what the Baby Cafe is, the Baby Cafe is a safe space that offers free information for parents in a more relaxed and informal environment. Our Baby Cafe means the second Monday of the month from 10 to 12 p.m., as well as the fourth Monday of the month from 3 to 5 p.m. And before we begin, I would like to briefly introduce who we are. Grace and I are part of the CAP team. We provide youth services within the Orange, Ulster, and Sullivan counties with the goal of building healthy relationships with the youth in our community, as well as help empower them in their dreams. Our programs discuss a variety of topics such as sexual health, positive youth development, personal and professional development, mental health, as well as overall health and well-being. For more information on our services and programs, please visit our website. As I mentioned before, today we are here with Shayna from Doula for Moms, and we will be talking about all things having to do with doulas. So welcome, Shayna. Hello. Thank you for having me. Of course. Of course. Our first question is, could you please explain to us and our listeners what a doula is? Yeah. So the word doula comes from a Greek word that means caregiver. So the job of a doula is to meet with mothers while they're pregnant to give them all the information that they would need for their pregnancy and their labor, and then to assist them through their labor and their birth through delivery and to meet with them postpartum and just be that continuous presence and that calming presence and to just be there for them the entire way through their journey. So what made you want to become a doula? So a few years ago, I got Lyme disease and when I was going through Lyme disease and the treatment, I couldn't actively have my own children, but I love the whole process of pregnancy and birth. I think it's beautiful. Not everyone finds it beautiful, but I find it beautiful and it's, you know, it's a miracle. And I just wanted to be there for other women and hold their hands and give them the support that they need and that they deserve uh, while they're going through this process. So that was the drive in me. Uh, To my knowledge, there were no other doulas in Sullivan County before I decided to become one. So I went through the process and became a doula about three and a half years ago to be that support for these moms. What does the process of becoming a doula entail? So there are a few different programs that can certify doulas. The one that I'm most familiar with is the one that I got my certification through, which is Dona International. The reason why I chose Dona International is because I can take the certification anywhere in the world and it's recognized worldwide. So I wouldn't have to go through another certification process. I can fly to the other end of the world and assist moms in labor with this certification. So, you know, the basic process is taking a three-day course where you're given a lot of information as to what a doula does and does not do. 
um, you know, I had to write an essay, come up with a list of resources for clients, answer a bunch of questions. And the biggest part of the process is attending three births and taking a bunch of notes on them and submitting those for certification. And they have to meet certain requirements in order for that to happen. So it took about two years for me to get my certification to become a doula. Oh, that's a long time. But it seems like your work is really necessary and it's definitely made birthing outcomes more positive. Why do you think that doulas are important or necessary? Like what is the biggest benefit to having a doula um, through your birthing process or postpartum? So the biggest positive thing that I've seen, especially in our community, is having that continuous support. You know, most of the moms here are giving birth in a hospital. Most moms are not having their baby in one shift. So your nurses are changing, your doctors are changing, the staff is changing, and you're that one person that's there continuously. You know, unless a mom is in labor for a couple of days and a doula feels the need to call in her backup for a few hours just so that she can take a rest, she's there the entire time from the time that mom needs her until she's had her baby. So I know for me, one of the first births I did, I was there for over 20 hours and it was exhausting, but rewarding, but you're, you're really there for that person from the beginning till the end. That's for me, that's the biggest benefit that I've seen. You know, statistically births are shorter, easier, more spontaneous. Moms are less likely to use uh, pain medication or epidurals or end up with C-sections. Obviously we can't prevent those things, but we can work with the moms and and encourage them to go with their bodies. Birth is very physiological. So, you know, we help them with what they want for their birth. It's interesting that you mentioned um, that usually the nurses and the doctors change shifts. And that's something that I didn't realize. So I think it does make sense for a doula to be there for the entire process. That way they can advocate for their client because they know exactly what's going on and there's no gaps in the information. So I think that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So could you explain what the difference is between a doula and a midwife? Yeah, so midwives are medical professionals, doulas are not. That's one of the biggest things in our training is we're taught we are not a medical professional. So, you know, having had my own children, I may know how to read a fetal monitor and understand what's happening on it, but that's not my job. I don't read the fetal monitor for the for the moms and their partners. I don't do blood pressure checks, cervical exams. I can help them, you know, walk to the bathroom with their IV poles, but there's nothing medical on my end that gets done. You know, there are those nurses that are also doulas, and when they are in the nursing mode, they've got to be a nurse, and when they're taking on a doula client, they have to stay within their scope of practice, which is doing absolutely nothing medical even if their background is so. So that's the the biggest difference. There are a lot of midwives, you know, they know a lot of what doulas know because they take a more holistic approach. So some midwives can also act as the doula, but they're also there in the medical aspect. So having a doula with a midwife is very helpful and very beneficial. Okay, and the next question we have for you is how do you recommend finding a doula that's right for you? What's the process like? Are there websites where you can just look and see, I guess, like what the doulas are in your area? Yeah, the biggest website to go on is doulamatch.net. They have doulas all over. So you would go in and put in your zip code and choose if you're looking for a birth doula or a postpartum doula, and the ones in your area will come up. 
if you go on to Doula Match and you look up in Sullivan County, you know, my zip code is 12789 for Woodridge, you'll see my my information would come up there as one of the first. I try to update my availability so that it jumps to the top of the page. The other doulas that are listed there may service our area, but they don't actually live within the area. They're further out, you know, they're in Orange County or the city, Rockland. So, you know, there are traveling doulas and you can find the ones that serve your area. Um, but, you know, the biggest thing is meeting with a few, interview them, see if your personalities get along, if they can help you with what you need. For a mom who's looking for a certain type of birth, somebody who wants to do hypnobirthing, you need a hypnobirthing familiar doula and, you know, different things like that. So it, you got to find the right match. So what role would a doula play in birthing versus postpartum? So as a doula during a birth, I'm there for the mom for whatever she needs. She needs a drink of water. I can get her a drink of water. She needs a back massage to help with back labor. I'm there to do that or instruct her partner how he or she can do that. We can help with things such as position changes. If the baby's not dropping or getting engaged properly, you know, we can offer suggestions, you know, with medical approval of things to do. So within within the labor, we're there to help the mom cope with her labor in whatever way she needs. Postpartum doulas take on the role after the mom comes home. They can be hired to do light housework, cook some meals. Um, you know, there are some postpartum doulas that do night shifts and kind of like a night nurse, they'll take care of the baby so the mom can sleep. So that's the, that's the difference. And how do people typically fund their doula services? Do people usually pay out of pocket or is it something that is covered by insurance? So unfortunately, insurance does not cover doulas in most areas. There are some areas closer to the city where some insurances now cover doula services. It's a constant work in progress, but most of it is done out of pocket or through the community. There are some hospital-based programs that have doulas that are for free through the hospital. Um, you know, up here as a community-based doula, I work with moms with all kinds of income levels. So, you know, if a mom can afford to pay, they pay. If they cannot afford to pay, they still deserve to have a doula and have that support. So I work with each mom individually, depending on their needs. And from your experience, uh, what demographic typically uses doulas? And then a follow-up, what demographic would benefit the most from employing a doula? So every demographic can benefit from a doula, no matter where you come from, what color your skin is, how much money or little money you have, everyone can really benefit from a doula in their own way. In some areas, it's a status symbol. Oh, I've got my midwife, I've got my doula. Up here in our area, everyone can really benefit from a doula because of the lack of knowledge and support that they generally have during their prenatal period. So, you know, for example, I've met with moms a week or two weeks before they actually had their labor, uh, you know, before they've had their baby. So they haven't had much information given to them. You know, they're going to their doctor's appointments and they're just, you know, they're taking care of their health. They don't really know what to expect. So getting that information out there and explaining the process of birth to them is very important. Um, you know, I work a lot with teen moms and uh, survivors of sexual abuse, uh, you know, moms who their partner has been may have been deployed, you know, so everybody really, everybody can really benefit from having a doula. But I think the, the biggest demographic of people 
would be those who aren't getting the proper education and care during their pregnancy. How are you and other doulas in your network making your services known and available to communities in need? So I have an Instagram page. I know not a lot of people have Instagram, but I have an Instagram page. I have a website. And my biggest thing is the business cards that I'm trying to get into the doctor's offices um, and the community-based organizations that they should have them and give them out to all their moms that come through. That's the biggest way of getting the word out there, but it, it's really word of mouth. So anyone who hears this and knows of a pregnant mom, you gotta spread the word. That's, you know, that's the biggest way. We've recently started a small doula coalition. I'm the first doula up here. We're bringing in some others, getting others trained, and we're going to try to get more of that education out there as best as we can. Um, why do you think that there's a lack of duos in the area? So, you know, I've got four children, and before I took the course and decided to become a doula, I hadn't even really heard about doulas. So I think it's the lack of education and knowledge out there of what a doula even is and does. It just hasn't reached our area yet. And I just decided that it's, it's become a real passion of mine to get that information out there and get more doulas trained. There's only so many places I could be at once. Um, so, you know, in order to service more people, you have to have more people on board. And then the other question I had was, in your training, are you the ones that you said that you have to attend? Um, are they all different uh, kinds of births? Like, you know, that some people choose to... Uh, have an at-home birth and some people will want to go to the hospital. Is that what your training requires? You? Yes. So, you know, birth is birth. Labor can go a hundred different ways. And that's one of the biggest things that we try to explain to the moms. You know, we come up with a birth support plan and try to put in all the preferences that a mom might have. It may work. It may not work. So we try to prepare them for all paths of birth. So we get trained about birth in general, and then every doula can choose to attend hospital births, home births, uh, birth centers. As a rule, Dona International requires that we do not attend a home birth where there is no midwife present. There needs to be a midwife present. So we wouldn't be attending a free birth. Um, you know, that could be a big liability for the doula. But other than that, we are trained to attend all types of births. Um, another question I have is that I'm sure being a doula is like challenging and emotionally and physically exhausting. So what do you do to take care of yourself like in the in-between time? And I know you said you have kids too. So how are you maintaining your self-care while doing such great work that is also very exhausting, I can imagine? Yeah, it could be very exhausting. So, you know, most of the births end up at night. Babies like to come in the middle of the night. So for me, I know my kids are sleeping, they're taken care of, come back in the morning, ship them off to school, and then I'll typically take, take a nap or go to sleep for a few hours. Um, you know, other than that, living your daily life, getting your manicure, drinking your coffees, and just relaxing. And in the beginning, when I started going to births, I, I wouldn't really be doing much because I'd say, oh, you know, this mom's gonna call me at any point and I'm just gonna have to run. But over time, I've realized you can't hold your life down. You, you got to make dinner. You know, if you get called while you're in the middle of breading your chicken, you'll leave. But, you know, I, I've learned to just go with the flow. Life will go on. And then when mom calls, you stop and you go. So it's, it's all a balancing act, but it's very rewarding. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Well, thank you for taking the time to talk to us this afternoon. 
um, yeah, it was a pleasure. pleasure. Um, I did learn more about doulas, and hopefully um, our listeners will too. That's and hopefully awesome. people will be more open to um, the idea of a doula and having that kind of support, because I do believe that it's definitely necessary educationally and overall, just having someone advocating for you when you're in such a delicate state can be really amazing. If anyone listening is interested in being interviewed or knows anyone that might be interested in being interviewed for our podcast, please reach out to us by text or call at 845-248-3942. Thank you for listening. Bye.